are you sure you expect a miracle tonight? Yes. You are receiving a miracle tonight. Amen. You are going to encounter the Lord God tonight. Receive a blessing tonight. Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, tonight, have your way. Be with us. Fill this place with your presence and have your way in our midst. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Be seated, everybody. Wow. Unfortunately, tonight is the last night. What is that sound? Daniel, there's some sound here on the stage. I don't know. Something is running. Solve your problems before we move on. It's from the phone. Hey. So turn it off or something. I don't know what it is. Your phone is making some noise. All right. Wow. What type of phone is that? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I mean, silence is peaceful. Yeah. Hallelujah. Well, this evening, I'm going to preach on something that will bless us. Amen. You see, I have been blessed myself because what God is saying is new to me in a certain way. It's not everything I say that I know. It is the Holy Spirit and I've been blessed. And I know your life will never be the same. Amen. I said, I know your life will never be the same. Some of you want your lives to be the same, but hey, somebody's life is changing. Amen. Things are getting better. Amen. Your story is becoming different. Amen. You are going to be filled with a testimony Amen. to the glory of God. Amen. All things are passing away. Amen. All things are becoming new. Amen. Receive a newness of life. Amen. Receive the hand of God upon your life. Amen. You are blessed. Sit down. Wonderful. Luke chapter 4, verse 18. All right. Do you have a Bible? Some of you don't have Bibles. So look up. Luke chapter 4. And verse 18. These are the words of Jesus Christ. He went into the synagogue and he was given the book of Isaiah. And he opened and found this place and read it. And let's see what happened. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Now, on Wednesday, 
I spoke about the gospel being preached to the poor. And I defined who a poor person is. And all of us fall under it. Whether you are the richest man in the world, you can still be classified and, and qualified to be poor. Because some people only have money and material possessions. They are empty of Christian or, or, or spiritual values. They are not godly. They are not heavenly minded. It's when you think that you only have to live on earth and enjoy life and blow time. You are a poor person. Because when you die and it is finished here, it is not actually finished. There is an account you give and there is a place you continue. So those who are rich in the Lord, they are also rich spiritually. Yeah. And one of the signs of riches is wisdom, knowledge, understanding, counsel. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Countries that have wealth, it's not only about money, but you see the quality of human life, the value. And so God also places a certain value in us. We have to understand life in a certain way. And when we don't have that, we are poor. Now, other definition of poor was somebody who is always begging, who lacks sustenance and begs for everything. Africa begs for everything. Our leaders beg for everything. Build road, build hospital, build school, everything they beg for it. Some people too beg for everything. They pay, to pay their children's school fees, they have to beg, ask for money from somebody. They have to ask money to pay rent. They have to, uh, uh, some people even when they are going for programs, they ask for dresses and wigs <laughs> and shoes. Yeah, they borrow to look nice. You know, it's everything that looks good on you, you have to ask for it. Uh, no, it's not a condition that you must be in. Amen. We also defined poor in the Bible. You see, tokos as somebody who is destitute of honor. Somebody who doesn't have respect and is not regarded. Some people can have money, but they don't have respect. Yeah. And some people, normally when you don't have money, to, you are not respected at all. Yeah, and the Bible says that the poor man's wisdom is despised. And I showed you in Ecclesiastes chapter 9, somebody who delivered a city, but he was, he was not regarded, you see. It's like you, you, when you put in effort or you do things for people and they don't acknowledge it, they don't respect it, you see, you don't, it's not encouraging. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's a sign of someone who is poor. You are poor in honor. Nobody gives you a certain level of respect. So poverty or when we say somebody is poor, it is not only somebody who doesn't have money because Jesus did not come to preach to people who don't have money. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, that's not the gospel. The gospel is not to come and give you money. The gospel is to give you eternal life and to have value for things above what we have on earth. And if all that you are working for on this life is, 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 is to get money, to build a house, to buy a car, you see whatever car you are using today, one day, you look at the car and you, you pray for another car. Hmm? Whatever house you live in, you need money to maintain or even move out. Exactly. Material things don't last. They don't have value. They always depreciate. Hallelujah. Then, we also talked about, he had sent me to heal the broken hearted. Yesterday, we talked about people who are broken hearted. I mean... To be in that condition is not a pleasant thing. You see, and we define broken heartedness as, 
I mean, people who have suffered disappointment through relationships is one of the definitions of brokenheartedness. So, some people suffer brokenheartedness because they've been disappointed. And it affects women more than men. When it affects men, it's wilder. I tell you. <laughs> yeah, a man who has suffered broken heart is, is, is very difficult to win, I'm telling you. He doesn't trust women. So when you hear men who say that fear woman and die, it's not in the Bible. It is because of disappointment. Yeah, a fear woman and live. Yeah, I say fear woman and live. Some men say that fear woman and live. I don't know which scripture says that fear woman and, and live. Yeah. <laughs> you can't fear a woman and have life. No, 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 no. It's because people have suffered disappointment. They have encountered women who are betrayers, liars. A certain man had been in Canada for years. He comes, comes to be with his wife and they had three children. And he had processed application for the family to come and join him. So when they went through the application, the embassy wanted proof of fatherhood. So they had to do DNA for their children and submit it to the embassy. When they did their DNA, all their children didn't belong to him. Yeah, three children. Over 17 years of marriage and investment in a relationship and then you discover that three children who have your name not even one. All of them belong to somebody you don't know. And their, their DNA shows that they don't belong to you. I mean, you, you see, you can't, be, you, can't, you can't be happy with such things. Yeah. Yeah. We define brokenheartedness as being um, overwhelmingly distressed. You see, sometimes the, the issues in life can distress you. Yeah, sometimes you can encounter problems that can, you know, yeah, traumatize you. Sometimes some people are walking and talking. You think that, they, they, I mean, it's like, you know, they are going off. Their problems are too much. They have to talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, have to, they have to free themselves. Yeah. Hallelujah. Are you happy? Tonight, we are moving on to something else. And I don't want to go back too much so that... Go and listen to yesterday's message. You'll be blessed. Wednesday and yesterday. Tonight, I'm going to touch on two things and then end it. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted and to preach deliverance to the captives. Now, many people hear the word deliverance. And the interpretation or understanding of it is different. Many people believe that deliverance means a pastor must pray for you, lay hands on you, and cast out demons. Yeah. Do you have your Bible? Okay. Me too, I have my Bible. So, I want to explain what it means to be delivered. To preach deliverance. The word deliverance in, in, in the Greek is called aphesis. That's how it's, it is. A-P-H-E-S-I-S. And it means two main things. Number one, it means to be released from bondage. 
to be released from bondage or imprisonment deliverance to be released from bondage now when we say bondage what does it also mean that's also another thing because as you are explaining the word you're also introducing other words anybody who hears God's word and receives the word encounters a certain newness in the spirit and it is because there are things that hold us bound now let me show you a scripture when we talk about bondage the first sign of bondage is the way you think the bible says that for the weapons of our warfare they are not carnal but they are mighty through god bring the scripture to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge or about the knowledge of God. Now, many people are in bondage and the sign of the bondage is the way they think. It is not too much of the situation you find yourself in, where you live, where you come from, but it is much more the way you think. And many of us think wrongly. Yeah? And it reflects in your choices. How many of us here can look back and say there are things you did in the past that you, you see today and you, you realize that you've made mistakes? Yeah. But sometimes when you were going through those motions and, 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 and taking those decisions, you would you never assume that they were wrong. Yeah. One of one of the things that indicate that people are in bondage is even the type of people you choose as friends. Yeah. It it, it shows. It's the way you think. The way you think. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. There are things that are in our minds. You see, when they say something is in a bond, we have something called bonded warehouse. It means it is secured. So when something is in a bond, it means it is not easy to let go. And you don't let go things that are in bonded warehouses with just walking in and, 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 and taking it out. There are processes there's a price you pay. There are things you do. Yeah. So bondage symbolizes a, a hold over your life based on decisions that you have made and the way you think. So you've put yourself in a corner that is not easy to come out of. That's why some people, if they never experience deliverance, they remain foolish and they remain depressed and they remain un unhappy for the rest of their lives. And so you see that in the church, some people can get money, but they will lose their money. Some people can marry, and the marriage will spoil. Some people can have children, they don't know how to raise their children. Some people can get a job, and they will lose their job. Because of an attitude, their mind, they are in bondage. So the mind doesn't allow them to progress. The thinking is wrong. 
their perceptions are wrong. They don't, they don't, they can't, they can't function properly. Yeah. And they are held in that state because of how they think. That's why Jesus said, I have come to preach deliverance to the captives. Because see, when you don't encounter a release, okay, you always remain in the bonds. You are kept in that hold. And the world, eh, is when you see people, one of the things you have to always remind yourself of is the fact that there are many people who are in bondage. Yeah. That's why there is wickedness, there is evil, because we, do, we don't understand life. There's somebody who created this life, he's called God. And he created it in a certain pattern and a certain order. And we who have come, we don't understand it. And we, that's why we are messing it up. Yeah. Yeah. So, the def- first definition of deliverance is to be released from bondage. And then number two is to be forgiven or pardoned of your sins. Hmm. Yeah, forgiveness. Deliverance means forgiveness. And Jesus said, I have come to preach deliverance. He preached the gospel to the poor. And he also preached deliverance to the captives. So, some people are held captive because there are things that hold you. That's why you can see people who live here and they think that they have to only travel to prosper. And when they travel and they work and they get money, they don't prosper. They only have money. Yeah. They only have money. Yeah. When you have money, it doesn't mean you have prospered. Because you see, if, that's, if money is a sign of prosperity, then thieves must be seen as very prosperous people. Yeah. Arm robbers. They must be role models for prosperity. Yeah. There was a, an arm robber many years ago. Terrible guy. He was arrested. They had, the police had looked for him for years and he was elusive for more than eight years. They, 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 they spotted him in a robbery and they sent his picture and other things around. Nobody saw him and found him. But he was living. And he had a wife and children. And after eight years, he was arrested. When they arrested him, he had built a restaurant for his wife. His wife was an owner of a restaurant. His children were in a nice and beautiful school. Yeah, and he lived in a community and a neighborhood that people saw him. But it's like you can't even imagine what it was, how he was surviving. Hmm? Yeah. Irrespective of what he had acquired and what he did, and the people in the neighborhood, they shielded him because he was good to them. Do you understand? Yeah. He lived in a certain neighborhood where they shielded him. Sometimes people commit crime. They, they are good to people. So the people in the community hide them from the law. They prevent them. That's how drug dealers operate. It's like they own the neighborhood and the city. And they do good to a lot of people. So they have informants. So they operate for a long time because they do good to other people. 
So you see, having money is not a sign of prosperity. Yeah. If all you think, most of you guys think you have to have money. You see, if that's the only thing that you have, that's how some of you, when you marry, you become pitiful in the marriage. Because the only value you have as a man is money. And when you buy your wife a nice thing, she should appreciate you. She should respect you. She should bow down to you because you have given her a nice car or a nice house or nice clothes. No. There is something that you have to give which is above money. Love, respect, truthfulness. Yeah. It's not money. It's not material things. Yeah. So, captives. People are held captive. And we need to receive deliverance, to be released, to be forgiven. Our sins, we have to be pardoned. And it also means that, it's like when you are pardoned, it means letting it go as if you never committed it. So when you, you, you receive deliverance, what it means is that whatever error you lived in, whatever mistake you made, God counsels it and makes it appear as if it never happened. Read Hebrews chapter 8, verse 12. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 12. Hebrews 8, 12. Can you not hear me? Hebrews 8, 12. I think those are the, those are the back. They can't hear. Eh? You can't hear. For I will... This is God. This is God's word. He says, For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. When you are delivered by God through the preaching of the word and you receive this word that saves your soul, what God does is that he wipes out whatever you have done. You see, when you are living with people and maybe you stole something, even if you have repented, when you come around, they are suspicious that you will repeat it. Yeah. 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 I remember a sister who made a mistake and fell in love with somebody's husband. It was a mistake because the guy didn't tell her the truth. Yeah. And the relationship went on for a while. The guy was able to hide it. But you see, when a woman also falls in love, she can't hide it. So as she tried to bring it up, that's when it became apparent that you are going out with somebody's husband. And at that time, she had also fallen in love. She didn't know. So she struggled to reconcile with the reality that this man was indeed married and had children and had a family and he was able to hide it. She went through her own broken-heartedness and other things. But overcame it. But you see, amongst her colleagues and people, they tagged her with somebody. It's like, hey, this girl, be careful. She'll collect your husband right now. You see, that's how some people are. When they know what you have done in the past, every time you make a move, they they use it to measure you. Mm. Yeah. They use it to measure you. Yeah. It's like... Watch her. Don't let this woman get close to your husband. Hey! Mm, husband snatcher. No. That's not how it always is. Some people change. 
And so God knows that when you have changed, he will not use it against you. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what it means to be delivered. And I pray that God will bring you deliverance. There is nobody here who doesn't need deliverance. Because you see, we are in bondage. Sometimes the family we come from is a sign of bondage. Because if you look at your family, some of you realize that nobody stands out. And nobody stands out because nobody has lifted up God. And God has not used anybody to become great in the family. Idol worshippers, quarrelers, I mean people who like uh, marabou, who, who are divisive. I mean, yeah. They don't, they, sometimes some of your parents tell you, don't marry from this tribe. Don't marry from this country. Don't marry from this. But when you meet a white old man, they will, they will be happy that you have met a, a, a proper human being. And you see that that's a, sometimes the young girls, they don't get the, pe- the person they want to marry because their family doesn't like it. Yeah. There's a lady I know, she, 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 she had a mother who, who always had, it's like the mother was stronger in her choices than herself. And at a point, everybody who came was cut off. And she got desperate. She decided that she, was, she went to do IVF and had twins. Yeah. That's all. No husband. Hmm? Yeah. She, because she said she's growing. And anybody who comes, the mother says, we don't like, and the mother is very strong. And it's when you are a man, you're also going to marry into a, a family and you are resisted. You have to be careful. If you are wise, you have to run away. Because you won't have peace. Yeah, especially when it's a mother and a daughter relationship. Hey, don't joke with that thing. Mm, until you make peace with the mother, don't try and say we love ourselves. Hey. Nah. Me, when I'm counseling people for marriage and I see that as a problem, I stop it. It's either you correct it or we stop. Because it will not be a blessing for you for us to bless such a marriage. You will have problems, I'm telling you. And so some of the girls become desperate because their parents reject everybody who comes. Hmm? Yeah. I tell you. And that's bondage. Then they've, some of you, as you are here, even though you are here, one day you grow up and you have children and you also be like that. Eh, don't marry from here. Don't marry from here. Please, stop that thing. The Bible says that there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither male nor female. There is neither bond nor free. We are all one in Christ. We are one. If you say you are a Christian, that's the power that God has conferred on you. That we are family. We are one. I mean, when I came here, my children, they, we are Ghanaians. They don't know which tribe they come from. They don't know what they are. But when they came here and they started school, they started to learn about Jola, Mandinka, uh, whatever. This one said, this, we are the owners of the land. Children in school. Young children in school. Yeah. As they are in school, they, they, they come with the discriminations and the tax. These people are here. And you people, you are foreigners. And you are this. You are, you see... It's like they make, you, they make you look down upon yourself. Some people are proud. We are this. We own the land. You own the land. If the land is you own the land, let's see your prosperity. Let's see what you have done for the land. 
Yeah. When we come to your places, all you have is, is cashew uh, 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 trees and granites. Yeah. And wives and children. Yeah. Wives and children. And you are priding yourself that you own the land. Show me any chief who has brought development to their community by building a hospital, building a school. Eh? All they know is to sell land. Yeah. Sell land. Sell land. Sell, 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 sell. They don't build. And they are always looking up to government. They're always looking up to government. When you say something is yours, let's show. Show it. Yeah. So, we have to be careful how we respond and relate with people. Hallelujah. So, go back to my scripture, Luke 4, 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives. And the next one is recovering of sight to the blind. Some of you with your two eyes looking at me are blind. And when you think of a blind man, you think of somebody who is using a white cane or who cannot see. Let's see what the Bible says about that word. Because you see, the, the scripture was not in English. So the real definition is highlighted when we use the original word. So let's look at the Greek word for blind. Beautiful. It says that the actual word is tuflos. Tuflos. T-U-P-H-L-O-S. Tuflos. When This is used to describe a blind person. It means three things. Number one, somebody who doesn't have physical eyesight. So the person cannot see. That's the one we know. Some people can't see. Some people are born blind. Some people too, sicknesses make them blind. And they can't see. And when you are blind, you are limited physically. So it's a handicap actually. You see. And we know in the Bible that there are many people who encounter Jesus Christ who were healed. We know of blind Bartimaeus. He shouted the name of Jesus and Jesus healed him. So, blindness was one of the reasons why Jesus Christ came. But it was not only physical blindness because another meaning of that word tuflus is mentally unable to see. You see, somebody who is unable to see mentally. So, it's like you can't you can't, you can't, it's like, you see, you can't comprehend what is ahead. Mentally, it's like, in your mind, you, you, you can't see things. The Bible says that a prudent man seeth the evil from afar, and he hideth himself. Yeah, he hideth himself. So your inability to, to you see, men, you, mentally you are, you are shut down. You are not there. That's why some of you, you can't be reasoned with. There are people you can't reason with them. Because mentally they are not there. You know, the reason why we go to school is to develop our mental capabilities. So when we go to school, there's something we call mental. 
Do you remember those of you who went to school? Some of you have forgotten. Right now that you, yeah, mentor. And, and some people run away from it. Yeah. We have hot mentor. Yeah. How many of you remember? Hey. Those of you who are students, you have forgotten. Michelle. Yeah. They don't do it. They don't do it in school again. Hey. Wow. It is to check. You see, when you are, when you are mentally astute, mentally there, it's like your reflexes, you are sensitive to your environment. So sometimes, when you, even when you finish school and you get a job, some companies, before they, after you have presented your CV and they've done, they do aptitude tests. It is to check how apt you are. <laughs> how much smart, yeah, smartness. Yeah, yeah, IQ. Then the third meaning of blindness is one who is oblivious of danger. Oblivious. To be oblivious of danger is like <laughs> you can be told or warned that something is coming back. You see? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Second Chronicles chapter 4 verse 1. Second Chronicles chapter 4, verse 1. Moreover, he made an altar of brass, 20 cubits. Second Corinthians, sorry. Did I say Chronicles? Sorry. Second, yeah, I've been reading Chronicles a lot, that's why. Second Corinthians, please. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. Yes. Uh-huh. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry as we have received mercy we faint not now jesus said something he came to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind and i'm using this scripture to explain those who are held captive and those who are blind now, the scripture says, therefore, seeing. First of all, do you see what you have in God? Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, seeing we have this service, a ministry is just a service. How many of us see what you have in God? As you are sitting here. If you see it, your response and your reaction will be different. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, do you know that when your sins are forgiven you, and God says that I will not remember them anymore, you have received mercy. But the reason why he gave you the mercy is because he gave you something in addition to it, service. But many of us don't see it. So what you don't see, you don't respond to. Is it the canal mind or the canal man is used to saying sin is believing? Well, once we haven't seen, we don't believe. It's a very foolish statement. It shows how mentally ineptitude you are if only sin is believing. We have not been to space. Have you seen space before? Have you been there before? 
We have not been to hell. We don't believe. Once we haven't, we haven't seen it, we don't believe. Mm. I don't, I'm, I, there's no ghost. You haven't seen a ghost before. That's why you say there's no ghost. But there are ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. If you believe in God, you know that there's a Holy Ghost. If there's a Holy Ghost, there's an evil ghost. Yeah. 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 When COVID came, some people say, oh, you don't believe. And some of them who didn't believe, they had to get it before they believe it. So now seeing became believing. That's idiots. That's how they think. Now listen, therefore seeing we have this ministry. As you are sitting here, let me ask you. What do you see when it comes to you and God? Many people sit here and the only thing they see is their marriage, their uh, uh, prosperity, they want a job, some of you want to travel, and you have been praying since they wonder that I should pray for you to get visa. Me, I don't pray for people to travel to get visa. I will pray for you to prosper so that you will go to the embassy and apply, and they will look at you and give you even more than you required for. Because some of you, the way your faces are, when you go, the people they have they have they have, they have been trained specially to profile you. When they look at you and they look at your nice application, you have been invited. Uh, your uncle, who is very rich, who is, who is resident, has invited you for holidays. Eh? And they look at you. You don't have a job here. You don't have a wife. You don't have children. And you are traveling and paying ticket for a uh, 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 holiday. You won't come back again. That's the only thing they will say. So you see that they, they refuse to their visa with the, sometimes with a comment that they don't think that you'll come back again. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have, sometimes they say, you don't have social ties. So, you don't look like somebody who is tied here. You don't have a wife, children, you don't have a job. Then you are going for holidays. I mean, people who go for holidays are people who have worked. Eh? And, and they have to rest. No, people are always resting. And you are always resting. You are not working. And you want to go on holidays. Have you heard some before? Uh, you, you are always resting. When we are working, you are resting. Then you are applying to go on holidays. The embassy people, they are smart mentally. So when you sit down, they look at you. Profile you. Yeah. All the nice things that some people would coach you to say. They will not, they will not cry. Yeah. Me, I, I, look, I'm a pastor. I know many people want to travel in my church. And sometimes, <laughs> some, <laughs> sometimes when I'm talking to some of them, you see, listen to me. Listen to me. Sometimes when I'm talking to them, I always inspire people. I give people hope. But sometimes some people, I know that when you go, they will bounce you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The way you are applying, no, 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 no. You are not applying to go. Some, some, some people use school. You, you use school, but you see that the thing is not school. Yeah. They look at you. The way you talk, it shows that you are not ready to go to school. Yeah. Okay, please, we are, we are reading the scriptures. I'm asking questions. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. Now, do you know that many of you, you, you have given up your strength. When it comes to God, your strength is low. Your zeal is down. You are inconsistent in coming to church. You are inconsistent in even having any relationship with the Lord. Personally. Some of you don't learn or don't do morning prayer on your own. Many of you, you call yourself Christians. You don't wake up and pray on your own. 
Yeah. No quiet time. No, 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 no. When you wake up, you are taking off. Tapa lapa. Yeah. Yeah. What will go into the bread? Yeah. What will go into the bread? That's what your, your vision for the morning is. So, it means that, you see, even as we are sitting here, some of you, therefore, seeing we have this ministry, some people don't see that they, somebody who has a ministry means somebody who has a duty, a responsibility. Do you have any responsibility when it comes to God? Everybody here has expectations. There is nobody here who sits here without, ex without expectation. Everybody has one. Yeah. But the, the sad thing is that we don't see that what it means to be with God is to serve him. As we have received mercy and it's the mercy that forgave us. There are some people who when they are married, eh, they will come to church every day. Because they have to come for counseling. When they finish, they are finished. They are finished. Yeah. 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 It's true. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint on verse 2. But we have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. Now, look at this. When you are in bondage, one of the signs of being in bondage is that you have a lot of dishonest things in your life. And they are hidden. Many of you are not truthful. And you pretend. But you see, every time eh, your real person comes out. I have grown as a pastor not to be shocked by people. Yeah. Because if, if I allow people to shock me, I think that by now I would have aged. I would have died of shocks. Yeah. Yeah. People can say nice things to you. And tomorrow they will say they will say terrible things about you. Yeah. 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 But we have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. There are some people who are dishonest to the core. It's like it's their nature. Anything they say is a lie. It's true. Yeah. Anything they say is a lie. You see, one day, eh, a certain, <laughs> a certain man, no, a certain sister, was sitting in a bus and got a call. And maybe it's like you have sat in a bus from, uh, from Bacow to Westfields. You see. And you get a call, and then you hear the person say, Oh, I mean, Bruce will be. 
no, no, no. I'm in Bruce. So the person got a call and, and, and told the person, no, I'm on my way to this place. I'm here, I'm going. And it was far away from where they were all in the bus. Then another call also came. And she mentioned another place. So there was a man who was sitting by her. And, and he got convinced. Driver, where is the car going to? Please tell us where the car is going to. Because... <laughs> <laughs> he wants to be sure. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes eh, you can easily make a mistake and enter the wrong bus. Yeah. Yeah. You can easily make a mistake and enter the wrong bus. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. And when you're in a hurry for a car, this one comes, you run in, you rush it, and you realize that this one is not going your way. Oh. Yeah. Some people lie. You see, you need, if, if you want to be out of bondage, you need to renounce, you need to speak against or deny things that you hide, that, that make you a liar, a deceptive person. Yeah. Some people can be in the church and be in a relationship for years. They will not disclose it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Some of you, you are living under your father's roof or your mother's roof and you have people in your life your parents don't know about. Yeah. You buy, you, 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 buy, you have expensive things. I had a church member who used to wear expensive things, Rolex watches and shoes and, and things that are very expensive. And she was a student. And when I asked her, a friend, I said, look, which friend goes around giving you these expensive things? Yeah. Right? And she was a... She had a sister. The sister, it's like, they knew that the girl is a competent liar. When they say somebody is a competent liar, it's like you can expect the person to lie at will. Yeah. 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 And you see, they say it, they say it with a certain confidence. Yeah. But they know they are lying. Yeah. And you see, this sister continued in that way, but I knew that it was a weakness. Even though she was in a church. And when she married, even the, the reason why she married was not an honest reason. It's when you meet somebody who is marrying you for the wrong reason. Eh? The marriage will not last. She married because she said that her friends have married. And so she also has to marry. Marriage is not a competition. We don't marry because, I mean, everybody is marrying. And that's not what it is. It's not a competition. You don't give birth because everybody is giving birth. Yeah. Eh? That's why you see some people when they are 16 years, they have not had sex. It's like, hey, you don't have a boyfriend. It's devilish. Dishonesty cannot be projected as an honest relationship or honest way of living. 
And this girl was repeatedly dishonest. And we saw it manifest in all her relationships in the church. And all of them ended up. So when she said, when she came to introduce this guy, the guy was from another church. Innocent guy. And she, the way she is, she has money because, hey, she knows how to get money. She got a job. Within two months, she had bought a new car. She said it was given to her by her boss. And we knew it was a lie. Because how many, and the type of car, your, 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 you see there are some type of cars, when you get a job, they won't give it to you. Yeah. But you see, because she has gotten a job, she's saying to us that, yeah, that's a dishonest person. And she came to introduce this guy. And as for me, I don't hide myself because I tell people that I don't want you to marry and feel that I hate something from you. So this person is not truthful. If you are getting to marry this person, prepare for a, a hard ride. Yeah. And can you believe that it was the girl herself who paid for the wedding and everything? Yeah. Because she wants to marry. And when she married, I mean, she treated the guy like, I mean, like a war clock. Yeah. Goes out and comes and lives. Like, I've married just to show that I've married, but her lifestyle is still the same. Going out with people, buying expense. Every new phone that comes, she has one. Yeah. Some people are like that. Yeah. Beautiful things. I mean, ex expensive things. When you see her dressing, hey, you see that? Yeah. Mm? One day, she carried her child and took the child to her mother and left the husband. And she has disappeared from the husband's life up to today. Yeah. I'm telling you. She left the church. You see, there is a price you pay when you are continuously dishonest. You will be put to shame. That's why the Bible says, having renounced, there are some things if you don't deny it, some of you, you want to impress people. Life, eh? Don't try to impress people. When you see somebody has a nice car, you want to, by force, get a nice car. I had a guy in my church who came to me with a certain car. I, the first question I asked was, why do you buy this car? Oh, so that the people in my area will also respect me. It was then that I realized that stupidity is a very dangerous thing. Not walking in craftiness. Some of you are like this. You see, people who are crafty, eh? they, are, they are liars. Who? Yeah. Mm. It's a top up of dishonesty. Mm. You, are, you are not who you are. No. Every relationship, you take advantage of it. You have no value for relationships. What matters? I met a man who said that, me, he himself, he said, grown up rich man, he said, me, when it comes to money, I can kill my mother for money. 
Yeah. It's not that I heard it. He was in my face saying it. Because somebody, he had done a business with somebody. And the person was trying to hide something from him. And he said, me, I'm a master at that. So if you do that, I see it. It's like a thief. Who sees a thief? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he said it. Yeah. And he, he, he moves, he travels around. He can be in this country for six months. Then he won't come back here again. Because of what he will do. Make money and disappear. He was moving around. Yeah. Like you are, you're unstable. That's how crafty people are. People who don't settle. Yeah. You don't settle. Your inability to be stable is a sign that there's something wrong with you. Nor handling the word of God deceitfully. Many of you open your mouth and confess the Lord and, and call yourself Christians, but you are not a Christian. You see, the Bible says, thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not commit fornication. Thou shalt not bear false witness. You are practicing all these things. Yeah, all the above. Thou shalt not kill. When they say kill, they say you have not, don't say I have not shot somebody. When you walk in hatred, many people are in the church, they, they have hatred against people. Yeah. And I've pastored people who can't forgive others. And I look at them and I pity them. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a burden. It's like you can, whatever you say, they will hear the preaching, but they won't change. And they, they harbor hatred in their hearts against people. Yeah. You are a murderer. Because, you see, it means that you, are, you, you appear to be handling God's word in truth, but you are not. You are flouting every basic thing that you have to do in your relationship with God. What does a, a, a scripture say? Love the Lord thy God with all thine heart. Is it, is it a word that you handle with truth? God is not in your heart. That's why you don't even serve him. When a wife respects and loves the husband... Charlie, when the husband comes home, make sure that, oh, you eat, you do this, you are there. Do you get what I'm saying? Go and see women who love their husbands and how they handle their husbands. Some of you, your husbands are like, I mean, the two of you are like parrots in the house. Yeah, in a cage. Mm. <laughs> this one is talking here, this one is talking here, this one is talking here. It's, uh, every time, noise. Mm. Yeah, there's no real love. When you have real love in your heart, you will not handle God's word deceitfully. Some of you are not faithful in any way when it comes to money. Can you imagine that you are, you are married? Your husband, you don't know how much your husband earns, what he uses his money for. There are some wives who are like that, who are in such marriages. And the men are looking after other people and doing other things outside. When the wife asks for money, it becomes a fight. Yeah. It's a problem. That's how some Christians are. Your money and your commitment is outside the church. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. I've seen people over the years who don't have much but they give more than people who have much. Yeah. I remember a guy. He had so much money. 
He was making money. And he will tell you, I did this, thing. I did this, I got this money, I did this. God has been good. He will not be faithful. We were buying a generator for our church. We're buying a generator. I asked people to give. Many people gave. Somebody who, didn't, who I didn't call came to me and said, oh, he's heard that I'm asking for money to buy a generator. So he wants to contribute this amount. What a blessing. This guy, I knew that he can give. When I asked him, he didn't give. When we finished buying the generator, about a month or so later, he brought a car for dedication, $47,000. And he was proudly saying how much he paid for the car. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You see, when, when, you, are, when you are like that, eh, be careful. You are, you, are, you, you are a deceitful person. Yeah, you are walking in deception. Mm. Yeah. So, ha- renounce the hidden things of dishonesty. Don't walk in craftiness. Handling the word of God deceitfully, but by the manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. We live openly our lives. Yeah. We have to be truthful. Yeah, people, there are, there, are, there are people. We had a lady who had friends in the church. And she was in a relationship and got pregnant. And all her friends didn't know the man. Yeah. 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 All her friends never, we never saw the man. Yeah, we, up to, we never saw the man. Her friends did not, they were shocked. First of all, when, she, when, when they saw that she was pregnant, they were shocked. So, and the immediate question, who is responsible? She never said it. And they were asking, is it this person? Is it who? It was none of the above. <laughs> the friends did not know who was responsible. Yeah. That's how some people are. Be truthful. Some of you do things. You hide and you do things. Be careful. You can't be in the church, be in the house of God. And be, it means that you, you don't see. You, you, you are blind. And you are in bondage. Meanwhile, you have, you have received deliverance. And you have received sight. I've explained to you what it means to have sight. Yeah. Verse 3. Verse 3. I like this one. Verse 3 and verse 4. He says, but if our gospel be hid, let me tell you something. And I'm going to end with this one and pray with you. We have learned that the gospel is preached to the poor and healing for the brokenhearted and preaching to, uh, del- for deliverance for captives. And then recovery of sight for the blind. That's the gospel. That's what it does. But the scripture says that, but if our gospel be hid, there is a state and a condition on earth where some people, even though they are exposed to what we are preaching, which is the gospel, it is still hidden from them. So they don't see. That's why you can have people in the church. You will tell them, do something with your life. They will not do it because they don't see. The value in it. They don't see. You don't see. The reason why, you see, I've seen my wife calling people, 
counseling people, encouraging them, telling them what to do. Young ladies, and you see that it's like, it's as if she's worrying them. You, you, you see? It's as if she's worrying them. They don't see. They don't see. And they don't even see the person who is talking to them. And they don't see why the person is speaking that way. Because if somebody loves you, ask yourself, if somebody loves you as you are sitting there, it's not a boy who will tell you that you are beautiful, you are sexy, let's go to the beach. It's not a boy who will send you credit. It's not a boy who will buy you hair or buy you or take you out on your birthday. It is a mother, a mother who will tell you, serve God. But you, you see, there is, there is the gospel, which is the truth. It is hidden from you. So whatever is presented to you, you don't see it. Yeah, you are blind. The gospel is preached, but you don't receive your deliverance. You are hearing the gospel, but you are still walking in blindness. You have never changed. I have seen people who have never changed ever since I came here. Whatever I have told them to do, they wouldn't do it. And they have been here for years. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel sorry. And sometimes you get to a point, you don't talk. There are many people I've said to myself, it is enough. Yeah. If you are blind, we got to move on. Yeah. Because you don't see. And the only way you can come out of your problem is when you begin to see. You will not listen to us. If I'm talking to you, do you know who I am to you? Some of the boys you listen to, they are never intelligent than me. They will not take you anywhere. The only thing that, um, if, if a boy, the only value the boy has over you is your breast and your buttocks. You have not met somebody, you have not met somebody who appreciates you. Yeah. It's your body. And this body, let me tell you, no matter how beautiful it is, one day it will change. Yeah. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Some of you, you are sitting in the church, but you are lost. Yeah. You come to church, but you are lost. You, you, you pretend. You see, you are dishonest. You appear to be in the church, but you are not in the church. Because there is nothing you hear from here that you apply. Yeah. Yeah. And you see, when you are like that, you don't experience and encounter the mercy of God. Let me tell you something. The mercy of God that wipes away our sins and make God forgive us is that mercy that we receive and commits us to serve him. Not pride. It's like you say you are a, a, a child of God. You don't do anything. And when we are telling you to do something, it's like somebody is warning you. That's what these people, when they get up, everybody should join choir. Everybody should do this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. if you are living with your mother and with your father one of the signs of a good parent is that they teach you how to do things some of you sisters your mothers don't teach you how to even keep yourself yeah 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 because they don't know they don't know they don't know but some of you you are taught Sometimes you can have a mother who cooks, who does things, but they, they won't teach you because, you see, they realize that you are not ready. Yeah. You are very different. 
your dressing is shameful. Your appearance is shameful, but they have stopped talking because it's like nothing they say. You look, your mother is never an example to you. You have never seen your mother dress and showing her breast, even though the breast has fallen. There are people whose breast has fallen, they still show it. Yeah, yeah. If the gospel be hid, listen to me. As you are sitting here, ask yourself, are you a child of God? Do you see yourself serving God? Therefore, seeing, when you don't see that you are in service, it means you are blind. I've never met somebody who has gotten a job and they, they tell you, we'll pay you this at the end of the month and then you come to work once every six months. Eh? You see, immediately, immediately, it's like you, you are not there. When they say do something, it takes you something that can be done in the day. One week, you haven't done it. No. Who, which employer will keep you? But you see, that's the attitude some people have for the church. They say, this is my church. And they come once every six months. And, and, and some of you, if somebody doesn't call you, don't come. If somebody doesn't call you, you won't come. But if our gospel be hate, it is hate to them that are lost. And let's look at verse 4. Hey, let's look at verse 4. In whom? In whom? In whom? In whom? If God be in you, you can't have the God of this world living in you. Whose work is to blind you and to prevent you from seeing yourself as a servant of God. You see, I've heard many people who openly say, oh, by the grace of God, I have this. By the grace of God, I mean, inshallah, all this. They say all these things. But the reality is that you have no relationship with God but yourself. You are so blinded in whom the God of this world, Satan, he's the God of this world. And that word is small letter. Yeah. He has power to deceive the whole world. And some of you are walking in that deception as you are sitting down. That's why you don't value the things of God. You are not faithful. Lest he said, in whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not. You see, when we say, when I tell somebody, join the choir, and you don't do it. Me. There is nothing I've been asked to do ever since I became a Christian that I've refused. I never want to, wanted to be a pastor. No. I didn't want to be a shepherd. My pastor said, you can become a shepherd. Okay, let's see how it goes. And I became a shepherd. You can become a pastor. You, you can join the choir. Let's start a choir. You can say, me, choir? Yeah, let's start it, choir, because you are faithful. So just be with them. Yeah. Yeah. And the choir has been there up to today. I never miss rehearsals. I never miss rehearsals. I don't know how to teach the songs. I was a choir, choir leader who doesn't teach songs. Yeah. It's like, 
my role is to make sure that we, we, we it's like we, we are we are there we, we are together and there are people who know how to teach songs we have auto leader we have uh, tenor we have a uh, what soprano yeah so teach your people this is the one they have to learn this is the one they have to learn this is the one put it together harmony we are on then I'll be conducting them. One day, I was conducting the choir. Then my watch removed. I was happy. Energy. The, the watch flew from my hands like that. I can you imagine. You can see how I was leading the choir. How I was conducting. Yeah. I, when my father heard that I was in the choir, they laughed. My pastor came to visit me. On a Saturday, we had gone for outreach in the morning. And then he came back again in the evening to pick me. And, and my father was like, ah, but you went out this morning. Why are you going again? So, this one is choir rehearsal. Hey, the whole house. <laughs> because when we have morning devotion in the house, and it's my turn to lead. Oh, my mother will say, hey, this is your voice. This is your voice. This is your voice. Everybody knows that this voice. Yeah. But I was in the choir with this, my voice. God is not looking for talent. He's looking for faithfulness. You don't, you don't, you see, you don't have to know how to do something before you come and serve God with it too. You learn it in the house of God. Some of you, if you start serving God, you start serving, you start standing and welcoming people, you start visiting people, you realize that you are becoming mature. Yeah. Me serving God has grown me far above doing business. That's why when it came to a point where I have to choose between making money and doing business and serving God, I opted for serving God because I tell you, the value is eternal. It is the best. It is the best. Therefore, seeing, I saw that I have service. What do you see? Some of you, you don't contribute anything. You don't contribute. You just come and sit down. And when we ask you to do something, you find it laborious. Satan blinds people. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. You see this scripture here. Up to today, many people don't accept Jesus Christ. Go back to Luke chapter 4, verse 20. Luke chapter 4. I'm going to finish very soon. Five minutes. When Jesus finished, he closed the book and he gave it again to the minister and sat down and the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. It's like they realized that something has happened. So the whole church was quiet. Verse 21. And he began to say unto them, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. Verse 22. And all bear him witness and wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, it's not this Joseph's son. Joseph was not a prophet. Nor a scribe. How can his son be anointed? He's not from the family of the Levites. He's a carpenter. A carpenter's son. They were wondering. Verse 23. And he said unto them, Ye 
will surely say unto me this proverb, Physician, heal thyself. Whatsoever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in thy country. Now, you see, when that question that he, uh, uh, the, what, that, that thing they said, is this not Joseph's son? It's like, how can this person be great and say something that brings a certain presence and atmosphere? And he said, I knew that you would say this proverb, physician, heal thyself. If you are great, it's not, you don't belong here. You don't belong here. Go somewhere. We there, we know what we are about. No respect. No respect. Verse 24. Verse 24. And he said, listen to this one. Verily I say unto you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. Yes. Sometimes when we stand before you, don't respect us. Some of you don't respect your fathers, but other people from outside respect them. You can insult your father, but somebody from across the street has never insulted your father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The man who pays your fees gives you a home to sleep in and, 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 and takes care of you when you are sick. You can insult him. There's somebody who is outside who has never benefited from him, has never had the audacity to insult him. That's how life is. And he said, verse 25, look at this one, and I'm going to explain this one to you, but I tell you of the truth. Many widows were in Israel in the days of Elias. Yeah. Remember that story? When the heaven was shut up three years and six months. Note this thing. When great famine was throughout all the land. Verse 26. But unto none of them was Elias sent, save unto Zarepta a city of Sidon unto a woman that was a widow. Now, Jesus was telling the people, you don't respect me. That's how it is. Prophets, people who are leaders, they have no respect among their own people. And he said, he continued to say to them, remember, in the days of Eli Elijah, there was a famine, three and a half years. Three and a half years. The heavens were shut. Everybody was suffering. And there were many widows who needed help. But God chose one widow and sent his servant to, to her. The widow of Zarephtha. Or Zareh, Zarephtha. The Old Testament says Zarephath, a city of Sidon, unto a woman that was a widow, three and a half years. Do you also know that Jesus' ministry lasted for three and a half years among the Jews? Yeah. It's like he was telling them something. You, you don't respect me. Just as God sent, just as God sent Elijah to keep this woman in the midst of famine for three and a half years, so have I been sent to you. Of all the people in the world, of all the nations in the world, I've been sent to you, and I'm sitting in front of you, and I'm reading scripture to you, and I'm telling you, today, the scripture is fulfilled in your ears, and you are looking at me, you are calling me a carpenter's son, you don't respect me, you are saying, heal yourself, 
Who are you to come here? We have heard of what you are doing in Capernaum. You don't belong here. This is our land. But they didn't know who he was. And for three and a half years, he walked in, this, in, the, in, the, in other places. He went to Samaria. He went to Judea. He went out of uh, uh, Jerusalem and healed people. And those who believed in him received deliverance. And those who believed in him received healing out of brokenheartedness. That scripture they didn't believe. It was fulfilled in the lives of many people. But those who were sitting there, they never benefited from it. Sometimes when we are talking, those of you who sit here, you are in danger of disrespecting us. And dishonoring our word. Be careful. You see some of you, you are very casual because of the way we relate with you. Eh? You take us for granted. Be careful. You don't know. You don't know. When you see my wife talking to you, you don't know who she has, what she has done. Who, what the people who have passed through her hand and what she can do. You don't know as a woman what you can learn from her as a wife. Some of you are beautiful girls. I'm not be saying beautiful. Beautiful. If we leave you, we don't train you and you go into marriage, no man will respect you. And, and if you're not even careful, you won't even get you to you choose the right person. Because of the way you are. Yeah. And you have people who are leading you, who are helping you. You don't want to draw close to them. You look at them. When they call you, run away. When, when they want to draw you closer, you are running away. How can you become better? Then other people somewhere are benefiting and their lives are being changed. And their sons and their daughters, they remain the same. Yeah. Jesus said it. Three and a half years, Elijah was with the widow in the time of famine. As I'm speaking to you, they didn't know that he was prophesying to them that I'm going to be with you three and a half years. That's exactly because Jesus had three Passovers in his ministry time. And the next one was the day of Pentecost. Where, the, uh, after the resurrection, when the thing happened. So, they calculated and they realized that Jesus' ministry was three and a half years, just as he said. You don't know why he quoted the scripture. Yeah. It's like he's talking to people who he knew were brokenhearted, who he knew were in bondage, who he knew needed deliverance. And he's speaking to them, and the only thing they look up is, eh, is this not Joseph's son? Who is he? Who is he? Who is he? Some of you have never respected the pastors that God has given you. But these people, as you see them, you will see their lives. You will see the people who listen to them. What will happen to them? They will change. You look at them and you call them Thomas. You call them Bala. You call them this. You are gossiping about them. No respect. You are just like these Jews who sit down and say, Is this not Bala? Is this not Thomas? Yeah. Yeah. But they are the ones that God will choose and use and you will see that they will be blessed and the people who listen to them will be blessed and their lives will be changed and people will be delivered. And you are sitting down. See, I see people who are, who are wretched, who are miserable. Yesterday I was talking about it. Yeah. Some of you are wretched. The, the poverty, one of the signs of being poor is that you, are, you, you, you seem to have everything. You are okay. But you are actually wretched and miserable. You are, some of you are unhappy. And, and the help and the love and the things that we are saying to help you out are the same things that you despise. You don't receive us. So whatever we say, you, you throw it out. You throw it out. You throw it out. You can walk in pride. Many people visit doctors. They tell them, don't do this, don't do this. And they insult their doctors. And they go and die. 
I know a lady who eats a lot. And they told her, cut down on what you eat. I mean, she, I mean, she eats. We went, it's my wife's cousin. We went for a, a wedding. She, her bowl, eh? She, she, she disgraced our table. When she goes for her plate, my God. It's as if she's coming to serve all of us. But it is only her. Then she will go second time. Then she said, you people, are you not going to eat? You should go and eat. They told her not to eat, not to do this. She should be put on medication. She won't take the medication. She has just, she ended her life. She ended her life. You see, sometimes eh, the things that we, we tell you to do, you don't do it, and you, you, you will not die. What will happen is the end of your life is that you will be cut off. You will leave the church. And some of you, you are just about to leave the church. Some of you need to go out of the church. You don't need to be around because you have been around. You don't listen. Yeah. Yeah. You have to go out. My spirit will not follow you because you see, you are, you are, you are somebody who is stubborn. Judas was sitting by Jesus. Everything Jesus said, he had it, but he stood up and went and betrayed. And later he realized that he can't live. He had to hang himself. Yeah. Sit down and joke. This life, there, there's somebody who is called the God of this world. He has blinded you. That's why you don't see us. You don't receive us. You don't receive the word of God. Some of you cannot be corrected. Yeah. Some of you... We, you, you can't be laughed. There are people when you laugh them, eh, they, they say yeah, yeah. things that will hurt you. Yeah. Yeah. They repay the love with evil. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't change, you cannot be faithful. A faithful man abides. A son abides. Me, my father has corrected me, beaten me. But I'm still a son. After today. I'm still a son. I walk under grace. I've been corrected. I've been loved. I'm still a son. Nothing, nothing will be taken away from me. Yeah. How do you see yourself? How do you see the person who is standing before you? They, they, they saw Jesus preaching. It's like this thing that Jesus says. As we have read it, we see how it can change our lives if we believe. And the people who were sitting there, they didn't believe who. And they decided that they wanted to even throw him out of there and, and throw him away. And he, the Bible says that he, he walked out. When we went to Israel, they showed us that that place, when he finished their preaching, they wanted to cast him from a cliff. But he disappeared. Because it was not time. And when you see the cliff, very high place. Yeah, it's like when they came out of the synagogue, the only place was to push the guy out. Like, you are blasphemous. Somebody is telling you the truth and you, your intention is to silence the person. You see, when, when some of you, when we are counseling you, other people are telling you other things. Be careful. You have met the devil. Yeah. You have met the devil. May you escape unfaithfulness and ungratefulness. May you, receive, may you see. When you see that you have this ministry, you have this service, it changes your life. It changes your relationship with God. It brings understanding and your relationship with God becomes better. Stand to your feet, everybody. Lift your hands. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Lift your hands to the Lord. Jesus. Speak to him. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me 
and he had anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor to heal the brokenhearted to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind how come such wonderful and life changing powers are in the anointed one and the anointing upon his life to solve every problem every problem in our lives can be put under these categories every problem you have you can find them here and every solution is in the person who carries the anointing but the people see the problem they don't see the solution because there's somebody who has blinded their minds and their eyes may you not be oblivious to danger may you not be mentally unable to see you can't comprehend when you are being taught somebody who lacks mental capacity cannot be taught you can teachers struggle with you when you are not you are not mentally sound everything they say doesn't add up to you and you remain the same and fail exams and fail exams and fail exams and fail exams and the next thing is that you lose interest in school but the reality is that your future is tied to going to that school and overcoming the weaknesses and the things that will make you fail and that's how Jesus leads us that the way we are what we need to come out of our problems is the person and the presence that comes with him but you don't receive him they didn't receive Christ it's no wonder they don't receive his servants when they reject Christ Jesus Christ they have rejected me they will also reject you yeah don't be don't be don't be worried don't be shocked they hated me they will also hate you yeah they knew me not even though he was with them you will not you will not know us even though we are with you you will see something you are not supposed to see because somebody has blinded your eye greatness lies in the path of men everybody who rises up rises up through help through guidance if nobody leads you and, and, and guides you you can't get anywhere no matter how intelligent you are you can never become a doctor and go into a hospital and start operating unless you meet a doctor who trains you hey, that's life that's life Lift up your hands. Speak to the Lord. Some of you pray that your mind and your eye will be opened tonight. That you will see. Therefore seeing, seeing that we have this service. Do you see yourself in a service where you belong? Do you see yourself in a workplace where you have to be productive? Where your, your effort counts. When people get a job and they are sad, it is because they become redundant or they become useless or they don't understand what they are doing. There are a lot of factors. But you see, the church, 
you can be here for you, the rest of your life and you will die and will bring you here to bury you. But God would have rejected you long ago because the Lord knoweth them that are his. He knoweth them that are his. And he said, at the end, I will separate the goats from the sheep. He keeps all of them. In the parable of the wheat and the tear. When the good man planted the wheat, an evil man also planted tears. And the laborer said, let us go and cut it off. They said, no. If sometimes, if you are not careful, you will sack all the good things. Say, wait. There, there will always be a harvest. There will always be a time. And when the harvest comes, you can separate the wheat from the tears. And you take out the wheat and thrash and burn the chaff. One day, all that you have done will come before God. Your time on earth, your years, your lack of respect for God and service to God, it will come to an end and you cannot say, I did this in your name. You cannot stand and lie in the presence of God. We don't lie there. You don't have time for him here. You want to spend the rest of your life with him when you had no time for him, when you were on earth and he gave you life. You despise him. Because the God of this world has blinded your mind and you don't see the light in the gospel. You don't follow the truth. You don't follow the light. You are walking in darkness. Let God help you. Lift up your right hand to the Lord. Thank him. Speak to him. Speak to him. Speak to him. Yes. Speak to him. Oh, yes. this evening that any form of blindness that is upon your life will be taken away by the presence of God right now Jesus and that you will begin to see the glorious light of my the gospel God, my God that leads you into truth Jesus. and into eternal relationships Jesus. and gives you true riches and fulfillment on this earth even whilst we are living we can be fulfilled when we take up this gospel, which gives us light, yes. lift your hand and speak to the Lord that any form of blindness that has come upon you, your inability to see that you have to change and that you have to walk away from your craftiness, you have to walk away from your cleverness, you have to work, walk away from your sly nature, you have to walk away from dishonest things 
and you have to handle God's word in truth speak to God that this blindness will end from today your inability to accept the servants of God to accept the teachings of God ah may God deliver you your inability to respond and to do things that you are asked to do and your inability to respond the way God wants you speak about it yes yes thank you Jesus now last prayer and I'm going to pray for some people I'm going to lay hands on some people tonight but I want you to pray this prayer if you desire it the only thing that can help you is to become consistent and not change and that is what we call faithfulness God is faithful and he imparts this very virtue into our lives and so tonight you want to pray some of you know you have not been faithful with little if they say do this you won't do it if they say come you won't come if they say change something or i mean many things have been told and instructed you but none of them you have not responded you have not been faithful if you are like that pray that god will help you to become faithful many years ago when i joined the church it was my prayer topic for years I prayed for the spirit of faithfulness because I also didn't know how to go to church every day. I also didn't know how to go to church and become an usher. How to go to church and become a chorister. How to go to church and, and stay and, and, and be trained as a shepherd and to be trained as a pastor. It was not something I desired. But I realized that when I became faithful, God now found me and started to use me because it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful anybody who is wise and wants to use people to work they look at this quality not talent and once you become faithful and steady you see that what you cannot do God gives you the ability to do it I also don't like talking I also don't like talking you Jesus. Now everybody just look at me. We are finishing. But I want to pray for some people and I'm going to believe God that I will also be able to pray for everybody. Just lay hands on some of you. Now you are here tonight. Somebody invited you or you came on your own and you know in your heart that you have not accepted and received the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal savior. And you don't have any relationship with him. And sometimes there's a certain fear. And the fear is that when you die, you go to hell. The only thing that answers that fear is the grace of God, which gives us salvation. And tonight, God is here with his grace to heal and to forgive. If you are here, you want me to pray with you and say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. You are here. You want to give your life to Jesus. Some of you, you have to rededicate your life to the Lord. Lift up your right hand. God bless you. I can see some hands up. Lift it up. God bless you. Now, if you have lifted up your hand, walk from where you are. Come and stand in front of me quickly. Come and stand in front of me. God bless you. Place where you want to be. Come and make my heart your
there's a reason why you have come here. And it is because God is the one who has chosen you, not me. And you have to believe that from today, you walk with him. And the way you walk with God is to walk with people that God also uses. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. You must say it yourself. And after that, we will speak with you before you go. Lift up your hands, those of you who are here. Lift up your two hands if you can lift them up. And repeat the prayer after me. Every one of you, every word I say, repeat it. Let us pray. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. Thank you for today. I believe in my heart. I believe in my heart. That you have sent your son Jesus. To come and die for me. And shed his blood. Shed his blood. To wash my sins. To wash my sins. I believe in Jesus. I believe in Jesus. As my Lord. As my Lord. And my Savior. And my Savior. And I confess him. I confess him. As my Savior. My savior. I receive forgiveness, I receive forgiveness of, all my sins of all my sins because of the blood, of the blood that, he shed for me. that he shed for me. From today, from today my sins are forgiven. My sins are forgiven. From, today, from today, I am born again. Born again. From, today, from today, I belong to you. I belong to you. From, today, from today, I am yours. I am yours. And you are mine. And you are mine. Help me. Help me to be faithful. To be faithful until the end. Until the end. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for saving me. For saving me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.